It's not the tools that make the partnership. It's the people and the communication that make it work. You just need to be able to communicate in a way that's efficient for both of you. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 66, and today we're chatting with Isabel and Samara. We absolutely love chatting with other duos, but what makes this all the more sweeter is that these two ladies run completely separate businesses, yet they collaborate together on something that is super important. They combine strategy, design, and copy to create swoon-worthy websites that work for their clients. We were so lucky to meet Isabel inside our SEO group coaching program, and we continue to work together inside our ongoing membership, so it was a no-brainer when she asked to be on the pod. We were most excited to talk about their partnership, everything from how they found each other, how they built their processes, what the expectations are when a client comes in, who does all of the client outreach, whether you are a solo entrepreneur dreaming of one day finding a partner or you're already in a partnership like us and want to see how this experience comes to life for someone else, you are definitely going to want to tune into this episode. So let's get to the good stuff. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. All right. So we have Samara and Isabel today, and they have a really unique partnership that we are super excited to talk about because I feel like a lot of other people out there probably have a partnership like this or are looking for something similar or could, didn't even know that this could benefit their business. So I'm just super excited to talk with you ladies because it's different than our partnership. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just gonna, it's gonna be fun. So how about we just start by you guys introducing yourselves, what your business is and what you do. So how about Isabel, you start first. Yeah, sure. So I'm Isabel. I am a copywriter and work mainly with creative service providers doing web copy and brand messaging and a little bit of blogging as well. And basically I love helping entrepreneurs actually sound like themselves in their web copy while still balancing it out with like SEO techniques that I've learned from the both of you <laughs> um, and just getting them really in front of their dream clients and their aligned clients. Yes. Yeah. We, Isabel was in our group coaching program and you're awesome. So we are very excited to have you on here. Yes. <laughs> How about you, Samara? Yeah. Hi. So I'm Samara. My business is Samara Bortz Creative. I'm a web and brand designer and business coach and work mostly with creative entrepreneurs and those who would call themselves heart-led, soulful, a little into the woo-woo, spiritual things. Um, <laughs> and who are really looking to form deeper connections with their clients. Um, when Isabel wrote my web copy, she coined the term that I, or the phrase that I use over and over, uh, clients who want to work with kindred clients instead of convenient customers. So 
I help them to find their people, connect with them um, through some one-to-one -one coaching or through strengthening their online presence with more aligned uh, visual brand and a website. Awesome. Perfect. I love that. So yeah. you might've just answered it, but how did you guys meet? <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So it was about a year and a half ago. I think I was looking to bring on some help in my business with some content creation things and marketing and um, just sort of put it out there, I think onto Instagram and mm -hmm. a mutual friend connected us and Isabel reached out and we connected and she came into my business to start writing some blogs, um, which was amazing. And it sort of just grew organically from there. We haven't actually ever met in person because we don't live <laughs> near each other. We're both in different cities in Canada. Um, but uh, yeah, started just through a mutual friend and then have worked on all sorts of projects together since then. Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. It's so yeah. fun to like hear about how people come together and how they form partnerships or duos. And it's awesome now in the day of technology that you guys don't even have to be anywhere near each other or have had to meet in person. Yeah. I'm sure you guys want to meet in person someday, but um, it, that's awesome that even just, you know, forming uh, that relationship and keeping it going, you know, via Zoom meetings or whatever that might look like. Yeah. How does, I'm curious because I know how that works. Like Court and I live 40 minutes apart. So we're really not that far away. Some we days we think it's far. It felt really, <laughs> yeah. This morning it felt really far. I told her I felt like I was in the car for a year, but which thankfully we're close enough that we can make it work. Right. But we do talk every single day on multiple apps and multiple platforms. So I'm curious, how do you guys like stay connected throughout the day, especially when you have joint client projects? Oh, Boxer is our go-to. I think yeah, we're both we love pretty, it. yeah, we're both pretty similar of like, I think if we can avoid hopping on a Zoom call, that works for the, yeah. both of us for the most part, at mm -hmm. least with each other. I think because we know each other well enough and how we work that, um, yeah, Voxer is our go-to that we're kind of in and out of it yeah. most days, especially when we have a project together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like Abby and I need to work on that. Maybe there's like, we'll have like a Snapchat going and then Instagram <laughs> DMs and then texting yeah. and then Gchat. Yeah. But I, there was something, I think I sent it to you. It was like something on Instagram. It was like a GIF or a meme, or I don't know what it was, but it was like, you know, your good friends when you can have a conversation <laughs> at the exact same time in three different apps about three different things. And I was like, this is like literally our life. We'll talk in Snapchat about one thing. We'll talk in Instagram about another yeah. we'll talk in our text messages about another and then we'll be g chatting about work and I'm like oh my gosh I think I think her husband even called her out on it the other day he was like that's ridiculous yeah. and we're like hey it works. Yeah, I don't know it's like you might as well just keep the conversations where they're happening right it's organic yeah. I don't know yeah. I think our boxer chats sometimes almost get like that with like either like five minute just like memos going or we're like okay on this topic we'll have a memo and then we'll break it up and like start our next <laughs> yeah, one sure to separate them next out topic yeah. and our next topic right yeah, so you get like four uh, at a time all on different things yeah yeah I know <laughs> well if the other person gets it that's all that matters mm -hmm. as long as it's a seamless conversation who cares that's fine yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh I love it and we do like Isabel's been in it. So she knows too, like from group coaching, we do both web design and copywriting because it is such a magical like 
it takes both of you to create a website that is going to rank on search engines. And without that partnership, like it's, you're only working on one side of it. So I think it's so smart on whether you just do brand and web design or you just do copywriting to know who some solid partners are out there, even if you're not going to work as closely as you two work together, but just having those resources and having those resources for your clients is so smart. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this relationship that you guys built, um, it sounds like, you know, it, it started organically. It was working really well. So tell us about kind of how that first project came together and what that looked like. Mm -mm. Well, I yeah. think our first like official projects were our websites, if I'm remembering right, um, mm -hmm, and so. which were, I think, happening at the same time as well that we were both. Like I was writing Samara's and writing mine and she was redesigning hers and designing mine at the same time. So I think doing that, I mean, also helped us get to know each other on like another even deeper level and how we worked and also could iron out any kind of kinks in the process of working together as well, since it was each other's websites and projects. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It probably gave you the confidence to then to take on a client project together because you know that you already can work together. You've done it for your own websites. And plus, like, that's almost the hardest part is like your own website, your own projects. Like you have so much more just like, I don't know, grit in it kind of yeah. like for yourself. And you're more picky about that than anything else. And so I think if you know what works there, then you know that it's going to work really well for your clients. Totally. It also, it helped me to see the gaps in my process and the ways that Isabel like really naturally fits into them. Um, even with things like, like knowing my own personal weaknesses of yeah. having like a little bit of time blindness, like not fully knowing, thinking things will not take nearly as long as they do. And like Isabel is so organized and so on top of things. So it, it just helped to see that and experience that inside of our own businesses first before taking that to clients and um to sort of like have that accountability and know that we really balance each other out super well yeah i think that's such a unique thing about just like any partnership is just learning about yourself like the, the way that you work and the things that you you know the mm -hmm. things that you excel on and the things that you could work on and i know abby and i we do completely different things and when we got into this we kind of sat down and i was like Hey girl, like I don't do a whole lot of client communication. And she like, that was her thing at the agency world. And she's like, oh, I got this. Like, this is nothing for me. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because I don't think I would, I, and I think I'm a, a good communicator, but I would just like, I would say yes to it's everything. It's not as efficient. I would, yeah. And I would just, and sometimes I'm like, Abby, how do I reply to this email? Like, does this sound good? And she's like, yep, that sounds okay. You're great. Uh, it's kind of funny because the past, like, month I'd say I've been so underwater in some SEO projects that I was like court I just need you to like take the lead on like timelines and emails for brand projects because I was like I just like don't have the capacity to do it right now and so Courtney would create a timeline and then she'd be like crap I forgot about this <laughs> and I was like yep you'll get it you'll get it you'll yep. get it it's, I'm learning it's definitely my, like my a practice <laughs> It's a prat like things like that though, that sometimes like come, which I did that in our agency life. So it was like, so natural for me. I don't even have to think about things like building timelines and project management and like client communication. Cause it's just like, I've been doing it for 20, not 20 years. How old am I? I don't know for a long time. <laughs> 
12, 15. I don't know. I don't know, but I've been doing it for a long time. So like I've made plenty of mistakes and like learned what sounds good and you know, all of that fun stuff, but now it just comes more natural, but it's totally like those things that are like your weaknesses that come natural for someone else. It's just so much more efficient to then divide and conquer because otherwise you're just wasting time learning something that someone else can already do better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how did you, do you guys both bring in leads? Do one of you do like more of the project management or like if you bring in a lead on like your side, then does the one of you do the like project management with that client or the client management and then like Mm -hmm. vice versa on the other side or how does that world kind of work for you guys? Maybe I feel like Samara, yeah, maybe you should take the lead because she, Samara has such like an amazing and I think unique approach to her design and strategy so it's left space for me to kind of like slot into it Mm -hmm. um but yeah she her process is just like amazing so maybe if you want to I think it's also so funny that that was like just like a moment ago Samara was like I feel like just time-wise I'm just not you know I can't do it and so you guys totally you're you're already like telling each other like no this is so good for you and this is so good for me I love it yeah we really like each other (laughs) yeah that's awesome I love it one day we will meet Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um but yes most often Isabel comes into my client projects um, to to do the copy. So usually it's like website clients who um, are coming for branding in a website first. And then I sell them on the amazing, amazing benefits of working with such an awesome SEO copywriter. And then Isabel comes into the project. So I don't think it's happened the other way around yet, but it totally could where someone could Mm -hmm. go to Isabel wanting copy and then figure out that they also don't want to do the design side of things. So I usually take the lead on project management and then we share some client communications, just like depending on what phase of the project we're in. So if they need to hop on a call to talk about copy, then Isabel takes the lead on that. Um, And then she and I sort of connect afterwards and review things and keep the project moving forward. Um, So yeah, we we usually start with like a pretty in-depth brand strategy phase. Um, so sort of differently than most designers, I structure it like a mini coaching container where we have like one month together, the client and I, a couple calls and some Voxer access in between, um, because I find that most are coming my way at a time where they're like pivoting or rebranding or something new is happening in their business and they need help, like figuring out things beyond just what the design should look like, like things like how to structure the services and like a bit of a marketing plan if they're launching something new or um, figure out the messaging. So we we really dig deep in the strategy first um, and that works really well in our partnership um, or Isabel and my partnership because that is how she usually starts her client projects as well with like an in-depth brand messaging guide so um yeah so after the strategy phase then she comes in for the copy and um it just sort of it just sort of rolls from there I don't yeah. know if I answered that fully I feel like it's all over but that's that's how it works yeah yeah, yeah. and it's that's always awesome. great on my side because uh then when the clients come to me they have this like beautiful in-depth strategy already done so then we'll hop on a call 
and um, I'll usually have a few additional questions that are pretty copy specific, but I already have now all this information about their like value prop and their audience and how they want to come across and their services and things like that. So it's nice on my side that it like saves a lot of time and also we're not repeating the same questions for the clients as well. I can kind of just pick up where Samara ended and carry into the copy. And then usually in the copy to design process, Samara and I go back and forth to make sure like does the copy I have fit with what she has in mind for the design and then in the design phase does the copy need to be adjusted at all so it all looks right and all comes together mm -hmm. yeah I work with a lot of DIYers in the website world when I do SEO website starter kits because a lot of times they're working on the website, I come in with the SEO and then they write the copy after. And so in my process, I go in and update and like, I'll jump into their website, do all the metadata, do all of the keyword research, like all of that stuff. But at the end, I like do everything hit public or they'll hit publish still, but I'll still do all of the tags and everything they need done on their website. So in between the meeting of presenting the research and then needing to jump in and do all the final data, People are usually like, okay, great. I have all the keywords. I know like all of the different pages that I'm doing. Now I need to write the copy. And my next step for them is usually like, it's going to take way longer than you think. <laughs> like yes. it is not easy. And that part is the hardest part. So sometimes people come back to me a couple of weeks later and they're ready to go. Sometimes people come back to me five months later and then they're ready to go. It's like such a process. Mm -hmm. So I think like in this always happens with like web design is like, I think copy, sadly, I don't know why copy just always gets forgotten about, or like, it's just something that people don't realize how time consuming it is and hard to do. Like, mm -hmm. it's so hard to do if you're not a copywriter. Like I have had to write just a small paragraph and I'm like, Oh, like this is painful. And so I think that's like so efficient because your projects then, you know, from beginning to end, when you are going to be able to hit publish for your clients, and even tell them like from the client side of things, knowing I'm going live on this date. I don't need to question it. There's no work I need to do on the other end other than review and provide feedback. Like that is such a blessing of a partnership and a project for clients just to like have that just all the way through. And I think it's so true what you're saying about copy because like Samara was mentioning, most all of our projects so far have come um, as leads to Samara and she has taken on that management role and brought me in which has been amazing and I think it's about because oftentimes when clients come to me it is that like oh we we know what we want to do design wise and we started our copy and we need help with it <laughs> type mm -hmm. thing versus there's not we didn't realize how hard it would be yeah. yes yeah. It's I so don't bad. think there's many people that start with the like copy first and we'll figure out the design later mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. anytime that we need copy updates on our site we like look at each other and we're like can we do I don't know if we can do this yeah uh-uh <laughs> no even there's like so many miscellaneous stuff that we need done on our website right now that I'm like I'd rather just pay someone a VIP day to like get this done than have to do it myself like it's copy is 
like the brain that you have to have to be a copywriter is so different than the brain I have. Like, it's just not mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I like to write the occasional headline every once in a oh, while. Oh, she's good at and that. And I feel yeah. like I'm okay at that. But if it comes to anything longer than a sentence, yeah. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can write your SEO titles, like nobody's business, but those don't sound like personality driven, you know? So they're not going to be very helpful for you. Um, I think Samara and I also have like a, maybe a little bit of a unique thing because Samara is like a really great writer as well and I like to think I know a little bit about design or have like a little bit of that creative brain so I think again that's very humble you definitely (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like a beautiful illustrator yeah (laughs) Uh, that's awesome so I think it like works together where we also keep each other in mind when we're doing our parts of the project. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. I think like, I didn't know a thing about SEO before I started working with Abby. So it's been fun. Like you don't want me doing your SEO by any means you want her, but it's been fun like learning that along the way too. So I think in these, you know, business partnerships, you start to learn things and you become, you know, not, not the expert necessarily, but you can dabble in, you know, what your partner can dabble mm-hmm. in as well too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say Abby's got a good eye for design. I, oh, I can't draw anything, oh, but I feel like I can anything, say like, what if you did this? And yeah. sometimes <laughs> court always, what I love about it is court will never say no to me. She'll always try it. And then she'll just show it to me and not say anything. And I'm like, yeah, that looks like crap. Like, don't do that. <laughs> and she's like, I know her. <laughs> But that doesn't happen often. She she usually has very great feedback and she helps me find Pinterest inspiration all the time. So she's great. Yeah. But that is so important. I think like including, there's definitely like has to be some kind of boundary so that it's not like super time consuming, obviously. But I do think it's so important to include each other in the process rather than like having just these very hard mm-hmm. outlines, like having a little bit of that overlap can help make your partnership all the better because you oftentimes have like blocks in your own process where you don't even see another way or like just even like creatively, like we all have like creative blocks throughout the day. So it can be really helpful just to get like an outside opinion in like, especially when it's just like you're on, you're doing a business on your own. Like, I think that's the very much a benefit of like being with another person and like having them help just explore something outside of where you're sitting right now. I have a really quick, funny example. I was designing something the other day and it was really late and I was tired and I realized I was spelling out the word Kansas and I was trying to design it like really cute. And I stacked the letters in like a fun, cute way. And it wasn't until the next day when I was putting it in the presentation that I realized um, it's spelled ass, like the way that I had it stacked. <laughs> and I sent it to Abby and I was like, what's wrong with this? And she's like, that um, you're spilling ass in Kansas. And I was like, yeah. In two different ways, actually. It was down and in the corner. And I was oh. like, yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Glad I didn't send that to the client. Not the message you were going for. No, 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 not at all. Uh, so do you guys have any like non-negotiables that I feel like when you guys first started or now that you're like more ingrained in working on client projects? Like, is there anything with your clients or like things that you've just set boundaries on, whether that be your partnership or like how you communicate with clients or like anything that you kind of do? Yeah, we really try to like go through the timeline of the project at the start. And I think that's 
that's really helpful. So like we know exactly like how many calls there will be and like when those will happen and when the client is expecting deliverables. And that's really helpful for me on like an accountability end because not that I'm delivering my clients things late, but you know, sometimes that happens. Mm -hmm. And um, with having another business owner involved though, you're also having to be mindful of their timeline too. So I just find that like extra level of accountability to be really supportive. So we, we, I think a non-negotiable would be like mapping out the whole timeline of the project ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, and like having those touch points ahead of time, ahead of time too, so that we know what to expect in terms of like managing the scope of the project and when things yeah. need to be sent off to the clients. Yeah. And this yeah. is where like, I'm so happy to be working with Samara because I think I'm similar to what you were saying earlier, Courtney, of that I will sometimes like say yes to everything. And I'm not always the greatest at setting boundaries with clients where Samara is really good at laying out all that information and still coming at it with from like her heart and still being very empathetic and everything, but also being like, this is what the expectations are for everyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have to lean on Abby for that all of the time because I'm like, <laughs> I can just do this for them in like an hour. She's like, no, you can't. Like, yeah. That wasn't a part of it. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know you're fast, but which sometimes like every once in a while, it's really nice to surprise and delight the yeah. clients. But when you're doing it all the mm -hmm. time or you're doing it and then clients start to take advantage of you, it's like definitely something where you have to have those boundaries in place mm -hmm. for your sanity or else you go a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys use a tool or anything like to, do you guys have a project management tool that you guys share that you use together? Like Notion, Asana, ClickUp, whatever that may be. No, we no. actually yeah. don't. And I think it's just because we yeah. know how our process goes. So mm -hmm. we use good old fashioned Google Docs, like nice. yeah. and just send each other comments and we talk in Voxer every day. Um, I love yeah, it. So, so no, we don't have a tool yeah. that we're using. That is, that's awesome. I think, I mean, in the world of today too, there's so, I feel like you can be paralyzed by process, like paralyzed by the tools and paralyzed by like, oh my gosh, well, we should have this like fancy management tool and this fancy CRM and all of this stuff to like make this partnership work. And you don't, you just need to be able to communicate in a way that's efficient for both of you. And you probably need one place to organize all your stuff, which a Google doc works just fine. So I think like that is so it's not the tools that make the partnership. It's the people and the communication that make it work. And I think it can just be so deceiving to think that you need like the best tools in place to make something work. And I think that level of trust we have too, because like, We've worked together for a while. We have mutual friends. We've become friends of just, um, yeah, that trust and that communication is there that we almost don't need those additional tools or support to stay working well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, some days I feel like sometimes we have too many tools and I'm like, dang, there's like, we're just like talking all over the place or we've got this going on here, this going on here. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds that sounds lovely. I'm like, it's working really well. So very curious, which I'm sure our listeners are too, about kind of the legal background of all of this. What did that look like for you guys to kind of start working together? Uh, did you have to do anything, you know, to make it more official and legal and what, what that looked like? Yeah, we didn't have to um, like form an actual partnership or anything because we really do run our own businesses separately and we are 
just like happy and delighted when we get to come together and work on a project. But um, it's so the way we structure it is um, when Isabel jumps into a copy project, she comes on as a subcontractor. So we have like a subcontract subcontracting agreement in in place that we um, update and use for each project. So just like update it to reflect the scope and the timeline and uh, payment and all of that. Um, so that works that works for us for for now. Um, I think it would be very different if we were to form something more like you have um, like with do a collective where you really are you know fully running everything as a as a partnership. But for the most part, we are operating as solo entrepreneurs who like to collaborate together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good yeah. to know because I feel like a lot of people probably want to do something like you guys are doing, but they get scared about what that legal background or process might look like. But it sounds, I mean, yeah. pretty straightforward. And, you know, I kind of figured it was probably like a subcontract thing. But yeah, I think um, even just the word legal or legality can scare people away to, you know, venturing into something like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't get crazy until you actually bring on like a W-2 employee, right? Then like the world changes in your world of like business ownership, but contracting, like we contract with people all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like a very like big part of our business. We wouldn't survive if we didn't do that. <laughs> so it's like necessary, but I think that's definitely, that's really important to like set that up and then also know like how you're structuring your work. And then you get to the point of tax season and it's very easy because you already have that set up. Um, and you don't need, you guys also have the opportunity for growth. Like you just said, like, say you continue doing this and you get to the point where you do want to make it like a bigger kind of like boutique website agency or something like that. You can absolutely do something like that. So it's like, you just got to take the first step, especially if you like are looking to have a partnership. Like if someone listening is looking to have a partnership, like you guys have, I think you just have to take the next step to like just starting working on one project together. Right. And seeing kind of how it works. Yeah. And I think having yeah. so many discussions beforehand, because even before like the first project or the contract or anything, we talked about like, how do we each work best? What is expected in terms of like a payment structure? What timelines do make sense? How many calls? Like we went through everything from those like, um, yeah, those details like payments and late fees and things like that to just like, okay, what feels best? How how much space do you like? How much energy do you like? How much support do you want as we're working through as well? Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are all such great questions. I think yeah. when Abby and I started, ours started a little bit different because we had worked at the agency together and we were on the same team and friends. So I think we kind of just like, we knew that a lot of it worked, but we didn't really sit down and say, so like, how can I support you best? Or like, yeah. what is you know, what do you think your working style will be like when we do this? So I think we, we were just nervous to have those conversations because it's like mm -hmm. all of a sudden there were no rules. There were no big, like big honchos up there telling you what to do, dictating the process. And so we went anti-process for oh, a yeah. while and we were like, we don't need a project management tool. <laughs> we don't need any of this stuff. Like we don't need for creative service forms. Like we don't need all this stuff in place because we don't, we don't need that. Like that doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden we realized that like, we got, busy wow, we need and... structure. <laughs> yeah. I guess these systems do make sense. Like we don't need them to look like our agency, but we do need them to work for our business. And we just had to have those conversations. Like even that conversation of like, 
So Courtney, do you want me to talk to all the clients or did you hate that, that I always led that and you wanted to be a part of it? You know, like we had to have that conversation, but it was kind of awkward at first until we realized like, oh, this doesn't matter. But (laughs) those conversations are so important. Have you guys, I'm curious, have you guys had like any, I don't know, disagreement or like any kind of like conflict arise in your partnership so far? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. That's good. If you can't remember, I mean, I'd like to say, yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Well, when you guys do have your first conflict and you resolve it, can you come back on the podcast and tell us about it? (laughs) We can can talk about ours too. (laughs) It'll happen. It'll happen. And I think our best advice for all of that is like over communication always. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's always what we do, but yeah, it's like such a natural thing, right? Like when you have, when you have a partnership, there's no, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to get along every second of the day. And it's like just real life that gets thrown at you. Um, okay. So I have one last question for you guys. What kind of advice do you have for people out there who are looking for a similar like partnership, whether that be like exactly in the space of copywriting and web design, or like maybe even something different? Yeah, I think the, oh, do it. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. It's the awkward Zoom thing. Of I know, right? <laughs> Four people Zooms are really interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to juggle it all. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing first is to know like your working style and and your personality. And we've sort of touched on this before, but Isabel and I both like to work in the same way, where we would rather be independently doing our tasks, working on our things, and then talk through voice notes rather than like get on a call and co-work together. And I think that's just because we are both a little bit more like introverted, quiet, like our alone time and like to take our time to process and think. So um, it it just wouldn't work as well for me to work with someone who wanted that face-to-face time all the time or needed the constant communication. So um I think just being aware of like your own energy first and how, and your working style and your communication style um, is really the most important thing. I think maybe even more important than the the types of clients you want to work with um, because you can figure that out as you go, but it, it won't feel comfy or aligned if you don't like honor your own energy first. So I, I think that's been the biggest thing that's made it a success, um, at least on, on my end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think bouncing off that is then like being honest and transparent with each other about that style, about what works best for you. Because if you don't have maybe those like uncomfortable conversations or honest conversations at the start, then it's going to end up coming up as you work together, because something's not going to fit right, something's not going to feel right. And then you're going to have to manage that in the moment. Um, So yeah, even if at the beginning, maybe it feels a little weird to sit down and have those conversations, I think that really helps in the long term and helps the projects run smoothly, helps everyone feel right, and then helps start to even establish that trust. If you're working with someone you maybe don't know that well and don't um, and are excited to work with, but just don't know really how they work, then having those conversations right out the gate, I think will just help establish, yeah, that bond and make things go smoother. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also think like we have very similar stories to a lot of people that we've contracted with too, where we've done personal projects with them first. And I think like that is kind of the best opportunity to find 
partners that already exist. I don't think it needs to be like super complicated. You don't need to go out there like cold DMing random people like, hey, do you want to work with me? Like that would <laughs> feel like <laughs> just not doing that. Actually. Yeah, probably wouldn't do that. That <laughs> might feel kind of gross, but and who knows, like maybe it could work. I don't know. There's some totally like random stories out there. But I think a lot of times like you find who you jive with just by actually like either working together or I don't know who, who are you talking to in your Instagram DMs that like has just became a business friend that you've met because of some other reason, like the people that you likely communicate well with already might end up being like an unlikely partnership that you haven't even thought of. So I think like it can be, I don't know, what's that saying of like people who like date their best friend and then they're like, oh, it was staring right in front of me the whole time. It's like kind of the same way when it comes to like business partnerships, you likely might have a business partner, especially if you're looking for one that's like staring you in the face. That's already in your DMs every day that you already Voxer every day that you already call or message or whatever. So I think that's kind of awesome that you guys just met in that way, working on each other's project and going from there. And like reach out to also your other business friends. If there's a partner, like if you're specifically wanting to work with some type of industry, because I'm like, that's like how Samara said, that's how we met is because through a mutual friend. And then from there, it has kind of spiraled that we found out we have like multiple mutual friends as well. That it's like, okay, maybe this would have happened at some point, maybe in right, one way like or another. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for real. And even like a question sticker on a story of like, hey, do you know anyone who is this business and asking people who they know and like start even if you don't want to talk to them yet, but you just want to like start following with them and like understanding what their business is and finding ways to engage. And I think like some of our coolest partnerships too with just like people we've met have been like guests on podcasts or have been like we've done a blog post for them or we just like had a conversation with them just talking about how the partnership could look like just starting the conversation without any expectations can be like a really good way just to like see what happens next awesome yeah, having expectations is a good one too like yeah being okay with just testing the waters like not yeah. looking at it as like oh I have to find my forever person my forever <laughs> partner but we're going to try one project together and see how it goes and let mm -hmm. it be organic from there. Right. Yeah. Having an yeah. open mind about it. Yeah. The world of entrepreneurship changes so fast mm -hmm. that I think like we've even realized with our own business that it's unrealistic to think that we're going to be in this exact same place six months to a year from now. Like everything could change or like what you want to do could change. And like, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. But I think putting massive expectations on a partnership of like, well, in five years, we're going to be X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you probably just got to like it's good to have goals, but it's not good when the goals are like just keeping you in a cage of like where you want to go. So that's awesome. Well, how about you guys tell everyone, we'll make sure to include all of this in the show notes, but can you tell everyone where they can go to find you? Do you want to go first, Isabel? Sure. Um, people can find me on Instagram at isabel.griffin and that's I-S-O-B-E-L. Um, and then it's the same for my website, isabelgriffin.com. And that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. My, um, my Instagram is samaraborts.creative and my website is samaraborts.design.com. Awesome. I think you guys should do some zoom reels together or something. That would be funny. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do it. We should. Yeah. We don't actually have anything of us like working together. together. It's yeah. right behind the scenes. <laughs> right. You just get some cardboard cutouts and you can just like do some fun yes. stuff in your own oh place. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
Oh, well, thank you guys so much for being on. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.